Welcome to That One Time in Business with me, your host, Casey Renee, a creative director and brand strategist who has a million and one stories and lessons to share. Now remember, these are our teachable moments with a twist and a laugh. So let's get started. Okay, so boom, this is a very special episode of That One Time in Business with me, your host, Casey Renee. I have Mujahid, the CEO and co-founder of Artboard Studio. And if y'all don't know what Artboard Studio is, I mean, there's a commercial that flows through this podcast about how great this platform is for designers, creatives, corporate, small business, entrepreneurs. I feel like I can just go on and on about taking your designs to the next level by mocking it up, by scaling it. They also have animation. They have so many new features that, okay, just listen to the commercial get the code and just see it for yourself. But I want to just dive right in. We're not even going to waste no time. So thank, first of all, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Yep. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Of course. Okay. So I want to start off by just a couple of questions, information to get from you. So the listeners know a little bit more about you. And then I have to know about a situation about one time in business where everything just felt like it wasn't going right, but you just made a way clearly to to get to the start end point of our board studio. So first and foremost, um, before we we talked a little bit before we pushed play, you know, because that's when we do right here. But I remember you were saying that you were once a designer and now you're a CEO and you were saying which one that you like best. But for the listeners who did not get to tap into that piece of the conversation, which one did you prefer? Uh, actually, being in the both side, and I definitely prefer to be just a designer. But in the other side, the business side, the business part, or creating something new or making life people life easier, it's just enticing. You cannot stop yourself thinking of something better. So you have a problem. You're dealing with this problem every day. And if you have the mindset or the power to solve this problem, you cannot stop yourself. And suddenly you become an entrepreneur and you create a software, you, you make a product, you run a business. Then instead of being a designer, you're slowly turning into a CEO or t- turning into an entrepreneur. So our story also started like that. I was a graphic designer for the last 20 years. Still, I am defining myself as a designer, nice. then CEO, because I love designing stuff. And actually the business part also so much related to design. You have to design the UX, UI, the experience. Everything is all about design. Whatever you are doing in internet business, if you have an interface, if your product running on a screen, you are still dealing with design. And after a while, you realize that this knowledge, uh, being a designer, also helping you a lot when you are solving the problems. So our story started as we were... I don't know, four or three designers and making mm-hmm. content for selling on marketplaces like Creative Market, like Envato. Oh, nice. Yeah, we were making mock-up files in, in Photoshop and selling them to other designers. And after a while, we had lots of problems. Most of our users were downloading files. They're missing the links or it was taking too much time because those PSD files, especially while you're in mock-up business, mm-hmm. they are gigabytes of files. 
Yeah, they will crash your computer if you let them. They really will. Yeah, you lose them. You need to download them again and again. You need to, I don't know, wait for hours, especially if you have a bad internet connection. You have lots of troubles while selling those digital goodies. Yeah. In the other side, we were also having lots of troubles because we have to upload them. And downloading much easier than uploading because while you're uploading something, in especially in this area of the world, I'm based in Turkey, your do- upload speed is a, a, a way lower than your download speed. So we have to... We have to put the files in, let's say, Amazon servers or Dropbox. We just leave the computer at night until morning. It was uploading. If And if there's no problem while it's uploading those files, you're good to go. So we had this problem. We also have uploading problem. Users has a downloading problem. And then say, there should be a simple way yeah. to make mockups without Photoshop. Photoshop is great. It's the best tool. I'm still using Photoshop and all other tools, Adobe tools. But this is not a good experience. We can, can we solve this problem? So the first idea, the first challenge was this. How can we solve this file transfer problem? And there is no way to fix that. The only way is making an application, running in the cloud, and letting people to use your application, not Photoshop not downloading any other format files. So directly create this platform and let people to use and get the results. So it's all story started like that. Then instead of creating Photoshop files, we turned that into a business that we are creating a software running in the browser, running in the cloud without downloading any PST files. You just create mockups. That was the simple idea in the beginning. Yeah, that's how you guys took the, the the problem and created a solution because it's so funny because so you say that downloading files and uploading, like you had to leave it for a night. It kind of reminds me like, I'm not going to show my age, but there was a time when we wanted to hear music where you had, we used this place, this thing called LimeWire and you had to kind of just pick all your songs and then you had to just sit back, wait a couple of hours, maybe a night maybe a damn day, <laughs> and then you have all your music for you ready to go. But it's just like you know that times are changing, and it's really important, especially when you have servers that were like Creative Market who think that they're like the end-all, be-all for that, where you're still seeing problems and you're still gaining solutions from them that also not try to knock them out, but work alongside them. Because one really good thing that I love most about Artboard Studio is that I noticed that when I first was a user, I could uh, export it to a PSD. So before I knew the real capabilities and I was just a new user and I was like, okay, what is this? I was like, oh, I have this option where I could take this in Photoshop as well. I was like, oh, say less, say less. I'm I'm, I'm signing up. So I think that you guys taking on that... um, problem and turn the solution so and you say it was four of you guys so how did you guys structure that like who was going to do what because you know going from a solo entrepreneur or you know a, a one-man band to a group I know that has its hiccups yeah definitely we were four designers and all designers and we didn't have any developers at that time but by chance I found a, I told to a friend and said okay we have this idea but we don't have any people to build this I have no idea how to create a software. I know a little bit of HTML and CSS, but it's not going to solve that problem because you need a professional developer to build this. 
Then this friend also uh, find another friend and he said, okay, there's this guy. He's really talented. Just have a conversation and see what's going on. Then we just met with our CTO, current CTO right now. And he, he was also living in Istanbul at that time. Now he's in Toronto. Mm. Then we said, okay, we got this content, lots of mockups. We got this user base, many people downloading those files. Can you create something that people don't need to download anything? He said, no way. It's impossible. <laughs> then we said, oh, there is this tool. There is camera. It's running on cloud. It's running on browser. There should be a way. But at that time, the technology, the especially the browser, was not that advanced. So making mockups was almost impossible. Yeah. Then we said, instead of putting your design on a mock-up item, can you just move things around? So like, let's say you, you have something on your composition, you want to move things around. You, there's a flower, you want to rotate, scale. And he said, yeah, that's possible because there are some libraries doing this in browser with JavaScript. We started like that. The first version of uh, Artboard Studio was not able to place your design. It was, <laughs> it was, it, it was it, the purpose was making mock-ups, but you just move the stuff around. And then by the time with that passion and with that, I don't know, the CTO also, we were really aligned, same-minded people. He was also the designer. He had a design experience before because he was making websites by himself. And he started to understand what we, are, what we need to create this product. Then somehow we, he worked hard, he some, cracked something, found something, learned something. And finally, he managed to put this design on a mock-up item, on an iPhone screen, on an, I don't know, bottle. But there was another problem because it was all flat. Let's say you have a bottle, it has a curve, it has, it has a cylinder shape. But in, in our application, it was just showing you a flat yeah. paper. It was not realistic. And it took almost six to seven months to solve this problem. We somehow invented something in the browser that can drop this design realistically on any item. So kind of we were, at the same time, we were creating content. At the same time, we were inventing something which didn't exist at that time. Still, Artboard is kind of the best in giving you realistic results for yeah. the market. Because we, we work hard and we research a lot. And finally, we find, found a way to give users a realistic results. Then the second thing happened and we just put this on product hunt. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have this pro product now. It's all kind of ready. It's called MVP, Minimal Viable Product. So you just put it on the market and wait for feedback for other people, for your users. We already emailed to our current or old PSD customers, and we put, also put it on Product Hunt. Then in one day, in, in the morning, we just woke up because of the time difference in U.S. and Turkey. We just forget about adding icons, adding banner images, adding mm. videos, adding description. We just came to office and just realized that the post on Prodacon is live. 10,000 people on the website just looking for the product. But we don't have icon. We don't have banner. We don't have YouTube video. Nothing else. In, in one hour, we just managed to put those on the Prodacon page. And we became the number one product of the day. Uh, and it was really challenging at that time. Be becoming the number one product was really hard in product. Let me so. ask you a question. 
whose idea was it? Because one of the other things that I really enjoy about the platform is outside of designing, you have tabs dedicated to discussions. You have uh, tabs for like community to kind of like an- where you answer questions, where you receive information, things like that. Was that important? And I see it was important, but why was that so important? And whose idea was that aspect of it? Because it's something that also is my word of the year is connection. So I'm really big on community and other outsources and ways to connect with individuals. And it's really good that it goes. It's like I look at our board like not just here you go for mock ups, but here you go. And this is some actual answers to your questions, because also a lot of service uh, service platforms, they lack in customer service and they drop the ball and trying to find additional information and things like that. Um, so whose idea was that? And why was that so important? Actually, it was on the, it was, we are, we are not reinventing the wheel. So if you have a B2C product, which means anybody can use it with a freemium account, you have to have a community around it because you have to improve the application based on the feedback of your users or based on the problems that your uh, users are having. And after a while, Instead of you or your customer support replying all those problems, you just let people to answer themselves and learn themselves. So you start with making some tutorials. And then if, again, it's not going to be enough, and then you uh, force people to register for your community and ask questions and expect other users to answer those people. Because I think this is a better way to communicate and learn inside a community. So instead of waiting for, I, I, I don't know, instead of writing a ticket and waiting for the answer from the customer support, community, the people, actual people just doing this themselves. This is kind of a really industry standard right now. If you are running a product, if you have a software, you have to have a community and you have to take care of your community. If this person cannot find the answer, then you, you just get into that and answer Instead of other people, you are personally, you are answering this person because we are not, uh, we don't go to customers and we, we are not going to people and trying to sell our software. They are somehow <laughs> finding this tool themselves, maybe in Google, maybe a friend. Maybe for me, because I, I tell everybody, <laughs> I tell everybody about it. I'd be like, yeah, Artboard Studio. I actually taught Illustrator 101. And to my class, when we're done with all the designs we make, I'm like, all right, you guys, and Artboard Studio. (laughs) So I, you know, I I think you have a very loyal backing. So now my next question, because this is the whole point of the podcast is, when is a point in business where, and it could be a short story, where you're just like, things weren't kind of working well, um, and what were some red flags that you started noticing and then what was the solution? So we know that you have the solution for the actual mm-hmm. problem for the why it was built. But internally, like maybe it was something with your um, fellow co-founders or maybe it was with funding or maybe just even people understanding. Um, but I just want to normalize, you know, our future CEOs. And also I saw that you are part of um, Y Comp. Uh, what is it? Y Comp. Yeah. So I. I. Yeah, so I started looking into that. So all that type of information that that you have in your journey to where you are now, if you could share just a little quick story with that. Yeah, yeah, that's great because 
in the beginning, we mentioned that we were designers and suddenly become entrepreneurs. Then we started to learn that this thing is running by money. And so <laughs> you have to hire people, you have to grow, you have to expand, you have to answer those users. And it, this requires money. And we didn't know that. We were taking that, okay, we made something, we, need, we will earn money, then we will spend more money to hire people. But then we realized that things are not working like that. There are investors out there, they have lots of money, it's putting, giving you that money and getting some shares from your company. And instead of you are building that income, suddenly you have a money that you can earn only earn in, I don't know, one year. So this oh. gives you the power to speed up the things. And instead of waiting for earning money and hiring people, you suddenly have amount of money that you can do this freely and you can try, you can learn, you can experience. So this thing is all started with applying to Y Combinator actually. Mm-hmm. We went there, we went to Mountain View in Silicon Valley and we made interviews with them, but they rejected us because they said, oh, this tool is great, but it's not going to grow a billion dollar company. We said, what? You're saying billion? We, <laughs> we are not planning to a billion dollar company because we were taking small at that time. But they were expecting you to say, how you become a billion dollar company in three years? We say, okay, we, to get to become a billion dollar company, you need this amount of user, this amount of income. Well, this is not possible. But that was the first mistake. You have to have a plan to become a billion dollar or they say unicorn company, somehow you have to have this uh, imagination. You have to see yourself. This company is going to have uh, millions of users and millions of dollars income. So investors expecting you to say that. So the main thing, the main question was that even if you don't believe you can make a billion dollar company, how can you become a billion dollar company by a chance? No way, you need a plan, you need people, you need mentors, and you need some money, yes. But first, you have to believe in yourself, I can make it a billion dollar. They just rejected our application because we didn't believe in that we can make a billion dollar company. We learned that you have to believe in yourself. And there are so many people in the world, any business can make a billion dollar company. So that's the how VCs or investors are looking at you. Then we applied for 500 startups, which is the second best uh, incubator. They call this incubator. Yeah. <laughs> then we applied for Techstars and finally we made it with Techstars in Canada. So basically you have a business plan, you have a solid and working application and you're just telling them, hey, I have this application. I'm earning this amount of money right now. But if you give me this money, I can make it 10 times more or 100 times more based on your plan. So they gave you money. They get some shares from your company. Then this is called pre-seed money. So it's the first thing that you get into VC's world or investor's world. Then you start looking for bigger rounds. For that, you have to grow your company. So you get the first money, a small amount of money. Then you just try to prove that you can grow this company, even with that small money. Then you go for a bigger check size and you're saying that, hey, the other investor, I made this with this small check size. I made it grow. 
I'm growing 10% a month. Now, I'm giving more money, I'm going to make it more. So this is how investments or how startups, startup world works, actually. But for that, you have to be sure your product is growing, your users are happy, and you, you have a solid business plan to reach a billion-dollar company. I think that's really good for us to hear because, like, I'm in the middle of a pivot myself. So I'm a brand designer, a graphic designer. And one thing that I can attest to is I, how you said I love to design. I just, I love it. But there's times where I have to work in, on my business and not in the business. So like we're creating a subscription model where we now design for companies and our, our platform is that we're kind of getting rid of the HR hassle, no benefits, no insurance, but you can still get the things that you need. And I'm in a grant program currently where they're like, you know, well, what does this look like? And tell us your why and all this stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, the why is because I want to design the things that people stay up at night thinking of for their brands. But I also learned that you have to sell it just like, like no one knows what you're thinking. So you have to sell it that way. And it's a, it's a, it's a air of confidence that you have to exude because the numbers can always change on paper. But if you're confident in it, and it's like the Netflix movie, like Invented Anna, she just knew she could do it, you know, and the numbers would change to her favor. And I'm, I'm starting to learn in this CEO role that I'm in for my company that if you have to have the, the, you have to manifest things and let people buy into your dream. You can't sell, you can't sell anybody your dream. You just have to have, you have to just exude it and everything else will come. And I think that's really important, especially for the entrepreneurs and the creative business owners that are listening to this, because sometimes we get really in our mind and we're like, the numbers that are on paper are, that that, that defines us and that defines how far we can go. When in reality, it's like you said, your mindset and if you know this is solving that problem and you, you're you sure and you eat, leave it, live and breathe it, then people will buy into that as a whole. So I, I really I really like that piece of information and I hope that it really, you know, it, it resonates with our listeners because yeah. it Definitely. is. And, and many times you think that I cannot do that. I, I'm not a business person. No, it's not that hard. You have to be patient and you have to be eager to learn lots of stuff. Once we get into tech stars, people are just talking with jargons like MRR, ARR, ROI. I had no idea what they are talking about. I'm a designer. Talk me PhDs, AI, Illustrator, (laughs) vectors. I have no idea what this MRR is. I had to Google sometimes while inside a meeting. I had to Google on the other side, what is MRR? It's multi-recurring revenue. Oh, why they don't say that? Why do you say, say what it is? But because you are a designer, but the same applies for them too. If you say them vector, what they understand? What do they understand? They don't understand what, what are you talking about? This is the same thing, but the business part is definitely, uh, you can easily learn. And there are some simple rules. If you just learn them, you can run any business. But the most important thing is a passion and the problem you're solving. You have to be sure, I am solving this problem. And is this problem is big enough? Is this enough people in the world having this problem, which is which going to pay me money? So this is how business side is 
all about. Other than that, let's say you, you just grow the company, it's everything going great. You just hire someone who knows better than you. Hire a CTO, a, a CFO, a financial person will, I don't know, run this part of the business and you just keep creating. But jumping into business is not that hard. Just need, you need to know a little bit of marketing, a little bit of maybe content creation. I don't mean just designing. You also need to know how to create a website, how to send an email. Nowadays, that chat GPT, you can write. Yeah. yeah. There's framework now. You just type a prompt and it gives you a website, a landing page. So things are so easy right now to run a business because everything, there, are, there is a SaaS company for everything you need. You need to get payment, there is Stripe. You need to make a website, there's a web flow. You need to send emails, there's MailChimp. But think of 15 years ago, if you yeah. want to start a business, a start a SaaS business, you have to do everything yourself. Now you have to, you just uh, connect Amazon to your servers and suddenly you have a website, you have an application, there are lots of ready-made stuff. So it's much easier in the other side, there's more competition. All you need to do is just being better than others because everybody can create a website, everybody can send emails, everybody can create, web, I don't know, products. But then the competition coming to that part is which is better, which experience is better. And I believe the money is the last thing people consider while buying a service or a software because if you are really solving their problem, better than others, they don't care about money. I agree. Now, we, our price is, I don't know, more expensive than Canva, sometimes more expensive than Adobe products. We, are, we, we don't say we are more expensive, we are better. No, we are solving another problem. We are not competing, actually, because the market is so big, especially in the creative industry, is so huge. There is... A, I don't know, a, there's a percentage for everyone who want to build a business, who want to build a software. Nowadays, every day, a new AI tool just coming out on product hunt. Every day, every day you receive lots of emails. AI image generator, AI text generator, AI video generator. Mm -hmm. There are tons of them, and it's so easy to build them. It's not that impossible because there are lots of APIs. You just copy and paste some piece of code you can easily create an MVP to start and see people's reaction. Are people interested in, are people buying, or I don't know, are people spending more time on my application? Then you can slowly uh, improve the experience. That's it. I love that. Mujahid, this is amazing. I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I thank you. Especially, again, from somebody who's, stepping foot into the, the life that they imagined or they dreamed of. Um, I really appreciate this conversation. And I know for a fact that my listeners um, will as well. So for everybody, again, artboard.studio, you have to take a look at the platform. It is a great platform, especially, again, for creative entrepreneurs, business owners. Their new features are resizing. They have tables where you can implement information. It changes colors. It does all of the things. Um, this program is really taking off. And on top of that, I noticed that this platform or program, it's not stopping. 
Like, it's always an update. I will log on and be like, you want another update? I'll be like, well, our board, you just gave me an update yesterday. But of course, I will take another update. So <laughs> I really love that about the uh, program. And I thank you so much for being a guest on that one time in uh, business podcast. Thank you so much for having me again. It was a great time for me. Thank you. So did you enjoy the gems I dropped today or feel normalized after you push play? Well, feel free to like, subscribe, and share that one time in business with me, your host, Casey Renee. Now remember, we are all in this crazy shit together.